Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. <laughs> I just love that as an intro. <laughs> this is the roundup episode. This is the last episode of season 13, and this is Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. My name's Roger. Christmas! Ow! <coughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Noddy Holder over there. I've lost the use of my voice. Hold on, lad. <laughs> you lost the no- use of your voice, and you've gone kind of northern. Oh, oh, don't talk to me about it. I've been hiding my true northern heritage for years. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, have we got a show for you? Yes, we have. have. We? Otherwise, we are in dangerous territory. Seeing as we started recording <laughs> <laughs> today, we're doing um. We're looking back at the past seven weeks, and so we've got 14 songs to skim through and just kind of, like, give our reactions to, right? Yes, that is also correct. We also have questions, many questions from the listeners that will need to be answered in honest, painful detail. So stick around for that, because that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we literally, I mean, like, I've glanced over the questions but we really don't know what we're going to be answering or talking about so it's going to be kind of like candid and on the spot and i have no idea roger has the questions i i'm i'm just here for the ride yo (laughs) (laughs) i kind of like i kept them um even unbeknownst to me Uh, (laughs) i know they exist i do not know what they are I have a lazy eye, you see, so like one of my eyes can see great and the other one can't, so I just look through so them all with my lazy eye. So you've just been keeping your phone on like one side of you all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... it's this was why you didn't answer my phone call earlier. I knew there must be a logical reason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah, this is what I was going to ask you. I completely didn't even think to mention this before we pressed record, but um, we both set aims. Um, how did you think you did with your aims? Um... Oh god, we're hitting with the big stuff early. Uh, what were my aims again? They were to explore simplicity, to explore, uh, to explore ambiguity, um, and I've forgotten the third one, which bodes well. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I I don't remember all of mine, but just like the general gist, I remember of mine. Uh, and to, I think it was to try to write earlier, which uh, time helped me fail with. Uh, so that one still needs to um, that one still needs to be done. Uh, but simplicity and ambiguity yeah i think i achieved those in parts don't think i achieved them in a consistent way over the run but uh yeah i definitely achieved them in parts yeah i'd agree i'd I'd agree uh mine were to have more pedestrian sections as in more sort of like simple sections going through um i had moments of that but i think i still tried to be clever you know what i mean like i still tried to cram in some complicated stuff um what else is i trying to do uh I think just more melodic and more sort of pop-centric. Uh, but the problem is that, you know, you I don't know about you, but my what I wanted to achieve changed through the season. Like, yeah. once I realised I was writing in a certain way, I was like, oh, okay, this is working. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's very well writing this big list of things like, uh, yes, I shall achieve all of these over a two-month period. I shall have rigidly defined weeks where I'm doing this, that, and the other. The thing is... This entire enterprise is subject to our artistic muses. And <laughs> this is true. Of, yeah, muses are weird things in that they change and they uh, they uh, evolve and they diverge. So if you start your season saying like, 
yeah, I want to write loads of longer songs. Uh, you're inevitably going to end up by the end of the season writing one minute songs about like quite facile subject matter or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. And as for writing like before the Sunday, I did it a couple of times. I think in the first week and maybe the fifth week or sixth week, sixth week. Um, but really, I just learned why I write on Sundays. It's because the rest of the week can get so full. Yeah, there's 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 too much to do. Uh, we need another global lockdown again. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Um, no. No, I've said it. Wait, what's happening? Oh, my God, it's Omicron. Look at it. Look at it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God, Omicron. Stay, stay away, please. You've made an effort, son. Oh, my goodness. You are looking fabulous, but still, please stay away. Stay away. Would it be funny if it was the one with sex appeal? No, it wouldn't. <laughs> Very serious. <laughs> How De- Declan, I can't believe you said something so... <laughs> my ventriloquism anyway. st- uh, skills are getting so good that I can actually project my voice to mine head. <laughs> yes. Uh, before we get ourselves any deeper into a hole, should we start listening to some songs? Yes, if, uh, if we uh, have not lost every single listener that we've ever had. Uh, what shall we listen to first? Well, um, according to the list... And that's all I have to go by. Declan, that's all I have to go by. All you have to go on. Um, yeah, on, not by. By, on? I don't know. Both um, work. It's uh, your song from week one, um, entitled Moat. And it oh. goes like this. Well, I lay down this summer I give my most disarming Wherever you must float Around this castle Stuck inside the moat so that was uh your song moat uh what do you think listening back to your week one song uh it surprises me that i was so good straight out of the gate quite frankly um i'm going to live the ego dream for a while it won't last long ladies and gentlemen um <laughs> Yeah, I I still like this one. I was just saying to Roger, like uh, I was playing around on guitar the other day. I was just like, uh, I was worried I'd forgotten how to play it, and then like it started coming back under my fingers again. It's just like, oh, it's nice to know that's still there. <laughs> Definitely, and I, and I said that's probably the mark of a really good song that it's memorable and it comes back easy. Yeah. Um, now, if only my head could remember it as well as my fingers, then we'd be on to a winner here, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the great thing with like a song like this, I think, is the demo sounds great you know what i mean like sometimes you write a demo um well, not you specifically but one writes a demo and it's like you can tell the song oh, one there, does but it needs one to be does a, like, it can be arranged and stuff um but this one's just like yeah this is a full song you know it's got the bass line there and everything i, I like it i just love the chorus bass sounds just it's so utilitarian i love it Definitely, it's like uh, here like is the downbeat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you use it. Uh, will you produce this? Do you think? Yes. As to when, not a clue. Not a clue. Because you kind of plan like a few albums in advance, don't you? Uh, you say plan. I have rough ideas for themes, and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> that's more than me. I'm just like whichever songs I te- I happen to have at the time. That's the album. 
these songs were the style at the time. Um, talking <laughs> yeah. of the songs that were the style at the time, Don't Let the Dead Guy Win. That's not some good life advice. Um, that it, That is Roger's song. Here it is. <laughs> oh, don't let the dead guy win. He's only gonna take away your fun. I'm not afraid. I forgot you added drums. This isn't the version that you were displayed for the podcast, was it? Or is it the same? No, version? it wasn't. It wasn't. I I kind of like started producing it. And when I needed to upload the tracks, I was like, eh, I'm gonna sneakily bounce out what I've currently got. So essentially, if you head to our SoundCloud, or actually, no, people listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever would have heard that because it's part of the RSS feed. So I'm That's behind right. our audience for <gasps> once. I know. Yeah. But the th- to be fair to you, I didn't actually tell you, did I? I, I wasn't like, hey, I've updated it very slightly and now there's a drum beat. <laughs> yeah, no, I assumed it was just the same thing that had been on the podcast. I I had no idea. Well, this was just before I had studio time booked to record that musical I, I recorded recently. And I was like, I'll sneak in a few of my own songs into the recording time. And you had recently said, like, on that podcast, you were like, make it so that I don't know. Did you? No, was it this one or was it another one? I think someone said add drums. It might have been me inside my head. <laughs> have you been doing you that thing of like uh, starting to recall that someone has said something, but then when you actually go back to think about it, like you're not actually sure if they said it. And when you confront them about it, they don't know that they've said that. So you're just like, am I just making stuff up now? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It's It's not a great feeling, to be honest. No, not a but great feeling. It means you can't trust anything that you experience anymore. Yay! Hooray! I told you it wouldn't last. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, but yeah, I was saying during when we were listening to this one, I don't think I'm going to produce it, just because. Well, I don't know. Just when you have a bit of distance from songs, and then we come back and listen to them like this. We don't. It's not like we wrote them two days ago. It's like it's been well seven weeks. Um, so, yeah, I just don't like it so much as I did then. Well, I still like this one and I think you should produce it. I think you owe it to our fans to do like a full, a full recording of this one. Um, and if you don't, then I shall not say anything, but every time you look at, I look at you, you shall know that I look at you with a slight look of disappointment, which I believe will be the most damning thing of all for you. That's going to hurt the most, I think. Yeah. I won't be angry. I'll just be angry. <laughs> uh, for week two, uh, we had a young man by the name of Declan Ross Kitchener, who had a young song. A young song? Who had a a young, song? It was a very young song at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> little baby body song all wrapped up in a little Oh, it's what a wee baron. <laughs> uh, your song this week was called I Know That It's Not That Bad. It went like this. The burden of stress passes like clouds Moment of sadness is surely allowed There's poison sustained for too long And when I get old When all that is 
is now is just stories told. I will not regret. I don't know what did all I could try. Where I will be is where we will provide, and a memory is better than a moment denied. I know that it's not that bad. It's too pleasant. It's much too pleasant. Ugh. <laughs> too pleasant. Where, where's the grit? Where's where's the rough rock and roll lifestyle? Ugh. Zero <laughs> out of ten. Bad song. Bad song. Zero out of one. <laughs> Zero um, out of no. minus one out of one. I'm being uh, well, serious now. <laughs> I know that it's not that bad. Uh, no, 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 no. Actually, this is one of my favourites of your songs. If I'm completely honest, which I am. Uh, I actually do quite like this one. I'm being facetious. Uh, Forty is my, what I want to do. I just have no idea what the what on earth I'm going to do with it in the future. Sometimes. The demo is the finished thing. Eh? Eh? I mean, I get what you're saying. But no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, to me, if I was, like, in charge of the song or whatever, that's a dumb way to put it, but I'd be like, add reverb to the vocals, and then you're done. I think it's a a beautifully, like, perfect little nugget of a song. I mean, the thing is, I've lost the project files for that now. So. <laughs> I don't, I don't record these to keep. I just get them so I can just have the MP3 of the demo, and then that's it. It's not even that high quality anymore. You practical bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm keeping that title forever. Um... <laughs> I mean, I mean it with utmost love. <laughs> uh, Roger's song for this week was. <laughs> Down for the count. <laughs> and it went like this. What you get when you're dragging behind The weight of the world in the back of your mind And the whole time I'm mulling it over I'm playing it over And over again One line is enough to defeat me And then I'm afraid But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do, I do kind of like how that one turned out, and it's almost like one of those ones where like it makes me want to develop it rather than thinking back and be like, oh man, I could change this. I have to change this. It's like, oh, I could add a snare drum beat and stuff, you know. Yeah, I think this one needs developing up because I like it. I can imagine like it starting off as this acoustic thing and then like expanding outwards uh, to being a full on just like yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, where would you have the drums come in if you were like choosing? Uh, very shortly after the bass, I'd maybe have like some sort of percussion sort of stuff coming in. So maybe some hat stuff, maybe a little bit cymbal stuff, maybe like mm. tom work, and then that's what you get. That's when the whole full kit, the rock kit, would come in. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, like that four on the floor, doo, 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 sort of thing. Yeah, could like could be fun. Yeah, so you shall do it. Yeah. Um. Also, really quick with this, I like when 
um, and this goes for you and me, I like it when our demos have guitar solos already implied or already written in the demo stage. That's always fun. I think I've literally done that once. What? Actually, yeah, you kind of normally have a section for solos if you even have one at all. That's actually, that's true. Well, the thing is, like, uh, solos the least important part of the song in most cases. There's very rarely do you need to sort of, or at least in my songwriting, do I need to say this is an instrumental section that will get you from point A to point B. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, but then I recently I I have started to enjoy just having like an instrumental section, even it's just like the verse chords again, just to like. I don't know, just to try out different production stuff. Not necessarily like a shredding guitar solo, but it could be like a Mellotron part or something. But but yeah. Mm. I just remember when we first started doing weekly songs at the same time, um, before we even did a podcast, I remember you used to send me like your just like videos just to me of like, hey, this is my weekly song, and then you'd play it. And then you'd always go, when it got to the guitar solo part, you'd go, uh, guitar solo here, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, just with the air of slight... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Me. <laughs> um, your song from week three uh, is called... Was called... It is still called it. Um, Might not everyth- be. You never know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'll never tell. Uh, everything except... And it goes like this. Take this mask off always have myself I'm safest when lost At least I thought I was Not to capture the gaze For foreseeable days So unremarkable Creature that's allergic to praise Everything except uh, Declan's song from week three, the week that you were taken ill. And, yes. Uh, it's really weird with these wrap ups because I'm like, I don't want to be too much like the normal. So that was Declan's song because I can't do that for every single song. Um, but I really do like it. This is a really strong one. Um, again, like you said with mine, I could picture like the drums coming in and everything on this one as well and having like a full, like really tight rhythm section. I have very little memory of this. <laughs> this is a pleasant and not so pleasant surprise. <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm, I'm losing you. Oh, did you did you uh, not hear me there? I just heard you laughing uproariously. Um, I can hear you again now. I think. Yeah, no, I have very little memory of this song because I would have written it very shortly on one Sunday afternoon in short sporadic bursts. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, this one has not stuck in my head, uh, which is a bit of a shame because I sort of like the front half of the verse, and then the rest of it is just like low nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose because you wrote it in like in such a short period of time, like when you listen back to it now, all these weeks later, does it strike you as like I don't know? Does it strike you like that you wrote it quickly, or does it feel like just any of your other songs, sort of thing? I, I can spot the shortcuts I'm taking, let's put it that way. Uh, but we all can spot our own shortcuts, can't we? Yes, but I can really spot the shortcuts <laughs> in this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so do I infer from your tone that you might not be taking this one any further? 
let's say this one's maybe a podcast exclusive. It's <laughs> a nice way of putting it. Um, I really like it. Though. I think it's good. Um, so moving onwards, um, my song from week one, two, three, three was called for, for fear of something. To be fair, new. we're musicians, not mathematicians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't count to three. Well, you can. I can. Here, and it goes like this. Talk to me and tell me that it's over. That I was right to never get involved. That you can see, well, that I was never meant to be a part of something new. I've been free to live inside a moment. So that, that, that was, was Roger's, Roger's song. song. For the fear of something, something new, new. Uh, yeah, indeed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, listening back to that. Uh, I don't know why I added all those instruments to it. I guess it's because I wanted to remember, like Roger, remember that it's a song that's produced or it's supposed to be produced. Remember, it's a vibe. <laughs> remember, <laughs> that'll be my dying words on my <laughs> on my deathbed. Remember, it's a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Remember oh. me as a groover. You're right, Mark Bolan. <laughs> um, I I like this one, although we were having a bit of fun. We were just listening to it quickly here to recap it of like putting in like very fifties backing vocals. Like it, it it needs them. Put them in. Yeah, like, uh, it kind of screams out for them, like the stuff like. Uh... Fear could be a lily on the water, a lily on, lily the, water, on the water. Yeah, <laughs> and then sort of like shoop, shoop, bada shoop, shoop, sort of stuff. Badu, bum, badu. <laughs> think, think, Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> I mean, you're never on the wrong track if you're thinking of Little Shop of Horrors. You know what astounds me is that you're a fan of the Little Shop of Horrors soundtrack, but is it you I'm thinking of that doesn't like the Grease soundtrack? Yep. To me, in my mind, they're both not only quite Because Alan Menken... Because but... Alan Menken and Howard Ashman are much better than the people who did the Grease soundtrack. There's my really, really angry. You got really angry at the beginning. That's because Alan Menken, if I have to tell you this one more time... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't you know? Have you not heard of the wonder of the Disney Renaissance, Roger? <laughs> While you're under my roof, young man, you'll respect the work of Alan Menken. <laughs> yeah, Howard Ashman was a treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you made your mother cry. <laughs> You've ruined Christmas, son. <laughs> I want you to go to your room, call Alan Menken, and apologize. <laughs> and uh, I want you to get a Ouija board and do the same for Howard Ashman. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Howard Ashman? Oh, he's a lyricist. Oh, right. Yeah. He, he, oh, no. He, now I'm yeah, for he... it, folks. <laughs> No, he was the lyricist for um, uh, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, and he worked a lot on the story structure and the song structure for where they should happen in the story. He was uh, allegedly quite involved with both of those, and he was starting work on Aladdin, but he died halfway through production. So if you look at the end oh. of Aladdin, there's actually a dedication to him, which I think is uh, to Howard Hashman, who gave uh, Mermaid her voice and a beast his soul. Wow. And That's he also really wrote quite... Little Shop of Horrors, which is pretty damn cool as well. <laughs> That's awesome. What a cool career. I like that. That's awesome. I think there's um, a so... really good documentary about him on Disney Plus if you're interested. 
I might have to check that. So was he just a lyricist? Uh, yeah, in partnership with Alan Menken, who did the music and the tunes and everything. But I think you can actually hear him singing on like the demos of... Uh, if you listen to the Disney soundtracks where they've got the demos and the work tapes on, you can hear him a lot on those. Oh, like, interesting. He's trying to be Angela Lansbury, like, off to the <laughs> cupboard with you now, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> That's another cool thing about demos. It's like, if you're trying to, like, achieve something, or, like, demonstrate, well, you know, demonstrate, literally, demonstrate something, but it's, like, not your voice or not your style, You can't, it's just you in front of the mic, so you have to kind of, like, fill the role for the time being, which I always find funny. Yeah, it's, it's fun hearing like people like that trying to do like these big outrageous characters or like uh, I'd love to hear the Little Shop of Horror work uh, work tapes just to uh, sort of see how they would have like had to differentiate all the characters. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, just like sort of a couple of people doing it. That'd be awesome mm. to hear. Um, So moving forward... um. From week four, I believe, yes, week four, your your song was called Anchor, and it went like this, and goes like this. Give me a moment to censor my breath. I settle a foot up and rest in distress. A minute of work and a minute of rest. Just give me a moment, I'll do the rest. from week four Declan song oh what an absolute anchor (laughs) I one thing I didn't say at the time which I think is worth saying now is that I think the pacing's really good like because it kind of like settles down to you know the pedal thingy but then like it kind of like picks up pace and like everything moves at the right speed does that make any sense that's what I felt it it, it does Uh, and thank you um that that's a very kind thing to say. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but it's ve- definitely very kind. Um, <laughs> Is no, it really like... kind or accurate? <sighs> bit of both. Yeah, bit of the column. Uh, what is it? Uh, always try to be kind, but never fail to be good. Um, mm, I yeah, like I. This is kind of torn between this and moat for my favorite one of mine that I've done this season. What what about those two do you think sort of like puts them up at that top for you? Well, they're both in A-flat, which makes you sound really <laughs> complicated and clever when you uh, say that they're in A-flat. It's not so impressive once you realise that it's G up one or A down one, but, you know, <laughs> it's... Uh... A-flat does sound pretty fancy pants, actually, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I, I just like the general construction of them. Like, I think Moat's probably the more complicated one, but I think Anchor's kind of like easier to access if it makes sense like for an audience listening to it yeah um but, well, uh, I, I, yeah sorry I also, ha- I also have a lot of fun performing this live uh like i can get an audience to sing along to the uh bridge of this one which is uh it's really nice and validating uh to see that people can repeat one line that you just tell them over and over again and then eventually you can just stop and they go <laughs> 
it's a cool feeling, isn't it? I can actually say firsthand I've seen that. Um, yeah, it went down really well live. I think it's like, even though it's an acoustic song currently, it's got like it's got that implied drum beat again. That do 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 you know? Like so, it's it's an acoustic song, but that's like for now. <laughs> again, is that is that's the demo thing, isn't it? It's like sometimes it's like you just use what tools you have around you to just like make a skeleton of the song, and if it works acoustic, you can pretty much guarantee it'll work electric. Mm, yeah, this is one that if I ever did manage to get this hypothetical band together, um, it's been 84 years and I've still not managed it. But if I ever <laughs> did manage to get it together, yeah, this is one of the ones that would be like front and center. I can hear it. I can hear it now. Yeah, it would definitely work really well, I think. Thank you. Uh, your song for this week was Behind Enemy Lines. Ooh. Ooh. It went like this. this. Swearing one of these days I'll be dead. Taking a hand in fate seems ever so hard to do. But sometimes out of the ashes I Behind Enemy Lions uh, from week four, I believe. Four, yes. Um, week four. We're really kind of getting through these at a rate of knots, I think. Um, yeah. Look at us. Go us. We're efficient. <laughs> I don't know how this affects your enjoyment of the show, but we're efficient. Yeah. I think listening back to this one, my thought is that I like the song. I'll probably put it on an album at some point. But really, but... The, the real crutch of the... Well, there's two big sort of like flaws in it I, in, to my ears. One of which is on my quite cheap electric piano um just for the sake of the demo and the other thing is my vocal isn't very strong so i think it'll be a case of um just kind of like really sitting down and practicing it and trying to get it recorded on a real piano well it's a demonstration isn't it like uh just but you in a room with a real piano with that one just like full atmosphere like giving it as much beans as is appropriate for a song of this delicate nature yeah do it do it do it do it do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Do oh, wait, it. Why, do why it. am I chanting myself? I'm, I'm the one who has to do it. <laughs> Fantastic, do it. I've got him! <laughs> <laughs> so, moving swiftly onward, um, on week five, week five, can you believe it? Declan, you had the song, What's the Damage? And it went like this. Ever so patient, didn't you know? Waits for his boss, quiet past his leaving. your song Declan what's the damage from week five um again a really cool one uh you were saying when we were listening to it the intro was like you trying to be clever is that a bad thing 
Well, no, it's me trying to show off and be like, oh, look, I can do fancy, like, uh, ambiguous chords. Oh, look at me. Aren't I ever so clever? Uh, and... Is it major? Is it minor? I'll never tell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tease and I tease, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, this is this is me, like, trying to prove, look, I'm not just on a sugar rush the entire time, all right? I know it sounds like it, but, like... <laughs> I think from this point on, you were using major seven chords quite a lot, weren't you? Like, I remember... They are, like... they are some of the best chords, um, other than diminished chords, because diminished chords are supreme. Um, but, no, a major seven is just wonderfully ambiguous, and I love them. It is, it is, exactly. And I think your vocal melody kind of complements that light ambiguous type of tone the chord has as well which is cool well thank you you're welcome that 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 is a pleasant thing for you to say um it's very one trick pony uh and that is a song that would need like a band to get the most out of it because when Mm. you break it down to an acoustic guitar you can see what the trick is which is just it's a fast riff there's only one riff there's no like counterpoints or anything or uh, multiple melodies or multiple uh, like speeds going on within the various instruments. It's just like, no, this is just fast, <laughs> which which might be fun for a bit, but like fast, fast can only get you so far. Sure, but like with a band, you could be like that could like really kick in. It could heavy... be fast and loud. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then go down to like a Fender Rhodes on the like quiet bits. When you something. say Fender Rose, do you mean like uh, just on a keyboard, like a like really seventies like electric piano sound? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think like Supertramp meets Black Sabbath. Uh, meets Motorhead as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would sure. love to see what that jam session would produce. <laughs> I don't think it would be fit for human consumption, but I'd love to see what that jam session would produce. <laughs> I don't feel like they'd all get on. I feel like Motorhead and Sabbath would team up on Supertramp to make fun of them, you know, give them well, weddies and stuff. You you say that, like, uh, Black Sabbath are all about going slower and, like, uh, like, at a time where everyone else was trying to be the fastest and most technically proficient, they went slower and just went into atmosphere more. So I don't True. know... Hmm. Uh, Tony Iommi, uh would you care to uh, write into the Weekly Song <laughs> podcast, uh, letting us know about your thoughts on Supertramp and Motorhead, respectively? Also, can you please tell us why you are the dark side to Brian May's light side? You are literally like yin and yang. You are just two opposites of each other, but like beautiful opposites. And I want to have both your powers. So if you could just uh, like send me this essence of your power. Weekly song uh, podcast at gmail.com, please. Yes. Uh, we'll send you the link to the, our, our P.O. box. Um, <laughs> oh, we should get a P.O. box. Then we'll have made it. Once we can afford one. Oh, do you have to pay for it? I, presumably. Yeah, I guess you Because it'll then, be linked then... to an address, won't it? And you always have to pay for an address. Oh, God. They're always one step ahead of you, aren't they? Uh, well, we always have to like give money to people. Ugh, ugh. Uh, down with capitalism. Yeah, down with it. Down with it. Down with it. Um, Except for the bits I like. I think we're <laughs> I think we're on week six now. Um, still, yeah, week six, six, five. No, still Four, week three, five. Two, <clears throat> okay, week five. As you can see, folks, I can't count because basically we've got the songs in a list here, and they're all in twos and. I mean, you could see you could see what my trouble is here. 
Um, but anyway, my song from this you week... You heard that correctly. He cannot divide by two. <laughs> it's quite embarrassing, actually. Um, I can, though. I did go to school, everybody. Um, it's called Lies I've Told. One time I had what I needed If I die now Then the river will wash me away Years go fast But time goes slow Swallowing my pride My whole life now Is a system that never grows So that was Roger's song, Lies I've Told, from week five I really like this one. This feels perfect for like you always like ending. <coughs> Sorry. Now that I've got that frog out of my throat, uh, you've always had this thing for. Oh goodness, I can hear myself properly now again. Uh, you always had this thing where you like ending an album on like a really introspective note, and I just think this one has got such a strong mood. Like you could almost imagine like the song playing and then just slowly fading out as if the guitar player is just walking off into the distance. And like you just wandered off to the other side of the room. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know the kind of uh, vibe you mean. Actually, no, thank you, thank you. Um, I think this would be kind of one to end a, end an album on. Definitely, yeah. Um, again, it's one of those ones where you kind of come back and listen to it with some distance, and you either kind of go like, oh god, you know, oh. But actually, with this one, I, I remember that I like tried to put in some clever chords on the chorus. But what I quite like is listening back and going. They don't sound clever. It's not. It doesn't sound like I was like going, "Hey, look over here," you know. It doesn't just kind sound of... like you're showing off. It sounds like they're justified. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly wasn't showing off or anything. I, I, I never tried to show off. But sometimes you can't help but just kind of like try to do something new on purpose at at the detriment of the actual song. And luckily, I feel like maybe I didn't do that on this one. So, well, I like this one, like uh, particularly because of the mood of it. You. Get that mood with those intro uh, arpeggios. You get that in there like immediately, which I think is really strong. Like in two chords, you've set the tone for the entire thing. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I think the the chords really helped with that. I think it was a, a C minor and then an F minor of a D, and then those two just like, you know, set off the whole atmosphere right away. And also the nylon guitar helps, doesn't it? Hmm. It's a vibe. Record this. Put it on the end of an album. People will cry. They'll hate you, but they'll love you as well. That's what I want. Hate and love. Um, and your song from week six was called This Happy Room, uh, which goes like this. Hey, if you're feeling shy, come and join the party. Promise we don't bite. And hey, if you need a drink, sign us for pound fifty. This is what I think. Yourself out, come twist and shout. Hey, if you got a show, come and take the stage. Come on, let us know. We've got So that was this happy room, uh, Declan's song from week six. One of my favorites of yours, uh, just because it's so upbeat. You think? So yeah, definitely, and it's so visceral and just like. It's catchy and engaging and 
I don't know. It's just like I think this would be one of my favorite songs on your album if you put it on an album. You you might be waiting a while. This is <laughs> like to me. This is just kind of like pure. I not sugar in the sense that like it's like sweet or sentimental, although it is those things. To sugar in the terms of like this is just energy. There is right. no greater point being made. The speed is not in service of anything. Um, that like I like for example, I think the words to the chorus are quite weak, so they would need like a bit of a retinkering if I revisited this one. Like I like the general foot stompy get up and go of it, but like beyond that is kind of yeah, yeah, come say come sa. See to play devil's advocate here, I'd say that. Some songs are about like a plethora of like nuanced things, but some songs like this one, if they can do the job of capturing an atmosphere of just like a thing, like one thing really well, I think that's a that's a huge win. Like to me, like just listening to this, it, it captures the atmosphere of a really good gig where you're just playing and everyone's singing along and everyone's drinking and just like if you can capture that feeling, I think you were a good songwriter and it and you did, I think. Thank you. I thought you'd gone then. <laughs> Can't no, take any more of this. I, I just I I have to process this stuff when you give me compliments. You know I'm like this. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. Um, but no, no. I, I mean, I mean everything I say. Um, I I if well, I were you, I would put a kick drum to this and like an offbeat hi hat and then some boots, harmonies. Boots, boots, boots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do a drum and bass remix. <laughs> well, um. Uh, your song from week six was called Radio Silence. I, I, I'm still on to the advertising people about this. Uh, <laughs> and it went like this. Tell me your troubles and answer All of my favorite questions See me as saintly and golden Then please get the fuck out my face Mention my name in your good book Leave out the radio silence The days that I spent in my own world Are easier just to erase Give me a moment of weakness and solitude Let me check out for the day Better to bend than to break into hundreds of pieces and watch them decay. Uh, so yeah, that was my song from week six, uh, Radio Silence. Uh, and now we're kind of getting to the point where I can actually remember writing them, um, because it was, what, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I think I'll probably do something with this. Um, whether I'll add like a bunch more overdubs to it or not, I'm not sure. But... Just generally, I'm quite pleased with the way the lyrics came out because what I like is when a lyric comes out and it's like the whole thing's about like one thing rather than just being kind of abstract little clouds of imagery, which can work and I like doing that sometimes, but I always feel like it's a win whenever I get one that's, um, you know, consistent. Yeah, it's that kind of thing where like uh, we've had this a million times with each of our songs where you write verse one, you think, yeah, that's good. And then you look at it again, you just go, I've got nowhere to take this. Right. New subject. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I really like this one, though. It's really sweet and it's really, like, soft and. Aww. 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 you big lug. Aww. That's not a slur, is it? Not that I'm aware of. Lug. Lug. I mean, 
Or I mean, you've just co- you've compounded it now. If it is, <laughs> <laughs> so now we're on to week seven. Uh, which, which my song to... for this week was "Try." Yeah, just and... as Roger is trying desperately to find the link to where he's <laughs> left it. <laughs> Wait, it as if I've left my lasagna somewhere. That's a terrible example of <laughs> who leaves their lasagna somewhere. You just eat it. Why would you put it somewhere and then like? Go and do something else. You'd just, you'd make it and eat it. Like, fair enough if you said, like, oh, I left my phone somewhere, because that's not something you consume. But, like, with lasagna, like, that's something you literally, even if you just microwave it, and there's not much effort that actually goes into it, it's something that you microwave, heat it up. I and mean, you must have been hungry to have even done that in the first place. And then you, like, bring it up to, like, you know, the study. I don't even have a study, but if I did have a study, I wouldn't bring any lasagna there, I'll tell you that much. See, I don't like cheese, so the ways of lasagna eaters are strange and mysterious to me. I do not understand. Oh, yeah. And, of course, people put tomatoes in there, too, and you're not a fan of the uh, Tommy K either, are you? No, ex- exactly not, no. Hmm. Hmm. I could try, though. You could, what a you... coincidence. My song is called Try. Try. <laughs> and it goes a little something like this. Could manage all these rules of engagement, but one or two slip me by. Novel directions lead to impatient hours. Got to clear this clutter from my mind. Building in the shadow of a castle on a hill, the end keeps getting further, further still. But I try, darling, I do my very best. And I So that was uh, week seven, Declan's song from week seven, Try. Um, really a cool one, kind of like a more of a ballad, but it's still got kind of a groove to it and like a bit of a pulse. Um, yeah, I mean, I said it when we listened to it, but I'm a big fan of this one. It sounds great. Thank you. This is just so much fun to play on guitar. Like, it's one of those ones, like you have certain riffs that even if you don't play the song ever, ever again, you're just always playing the riff because it just feels really nice underfinger. So Yes, yes. That, I mean, that, that's a good thing, isn't it? Especially if you do end up playing it live, because then you go like, oh, you know, at least I kind of like, I get a kick up playing it. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so do you like it enough to take it um, further? or? Yes, but I'd want to try it live first to see if I'm the only person who would react to it in the way that I did last time where you guys just said, oh yeah, that's definitely a bad, and I just go like, Hmm, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear drums. See, I mean... like the master. I'm just having the same reaction again, but drums? Drums, man? Yeah. Just like a post-punk new wave kind of chorusy guitar, like, but basically the same bit, and just like... On the bass, and just like... On the drums, it's just yeah. You know, it'd be really works. cool if you went that direction. You wanted to go new way, and then just scrapped all of it and just <laughs> ballad like everybody else wants me to. <laughs> yeah, you know, we good if you listen to my advice. No, um, if you went that new wave route and you had like, you had a drummer, but he was just playing something really simple. But you also like in the other headphone or something had like an old school like eight oh eight drum machine playing the same rhythm. Well, um, I I. 
sadly don't have an 808 to hand or a drummer for that matter uh otherwise i would take you up on your splendid advice and it is splendid advice um but i can sort of see like uh digital claps maybe uh to like i don't know why i felt the need to clap to demonstrate what <laughs> clapping was uh but to sort of emphasize the snare beats maybe possibly i don't know could be yeah. could work see the thing is with with the way you produce stuff that um that i've realized over the years is like Sometimes I used to show you one of my new songs, like way back in the day, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's this song. It's finished." And you'd be like, "Oh, you should add, like, for example, a good example is a really old song of mine called Clover." And the first time I played it to you, I played it on piano. I was like, "There it is, done." And then you were like, "Oh no, no, it should kick in with drums at the end and have like giant guitars and this bass line that comes in." I was like, "I'll give it a go." And then I gave it a go, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can see what you meant. Like, I never would have thought to arrange it like that." This is just because I like drums and rock guitars and loudness on everything. Uh, note that that's always my advice. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, hang on a second. Every time you've ever suggested something for a song, it is just literally make it louder <laughs> with more drums. Make it, make it louder, make it faster, put guitars on it. <laughs> I'm starting to see a pattern here. Yes, I'm a one-trick pony, but by God, it's a good trick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um... And I think this will wrap up our um, what do you call it? It'll wrap up our roundup. Uh, no, with... it won't because there is oh. still one song. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. This will. What I'm about to say. See, it's, it's oh, I support... thought you were talking about my song. I thought, are you trying to get out of like playing your song again? Anyway, that's it for the show. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the final one is uh, the Fourth of July, which is my song. Uh, which, no, it's uh... not. It's the twenty fourth of December. <laughs> very clever to have not said today's actual date which is a secret past date it's um, definitely not the 14th of December not at all <gasps> okay it goes like this you think I'm telling you lies don't be that guy life is a flash and it's over honey it's just begun most of the time I'd be surprised if you noticed Blacking me out of the sun I'm not afraid of the end But you wanna have me pretend And I'm not afraid of the dark But you've got me lit up like the 4th of July So that was the 4th of July Like a... I think as we were listening to it, you were saying <coughs> you were saying that um, it's potentially one you could keep quiet, or it's one that you could make louder again. Like, uh, given infinite resources, what do you what are you leaning towards? Uh, I really don't know because um, when I tr tr first tried to demo, I was thinking like, well, no, I wasn't thinking. I literally I tried to record like this big bombastic sort of like drums implied sort of version. And I didn't quite work, and so when I recorded later, I had to record a little bit quieter. And so, I think I think I like it like this because it's like it's got a certain like um, I don't want to use the word intensity about my own song, but like that it it it's saying something a bit more serious, right? So it's kind of got this chugging thing and saying something serious, but having that whispered is almost a, even a bit more. I don't know, kind of gets the message across a bit clearer. So I'd probably lead to, lean towards that, I guess. Ah, fair play. I can see where you're coming from with that one, but there's interesting, like even on like that build up to the chorus, that doom, 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 where you've got those chucking bits in there, like you can sort of tell the DNA of it slightly. Hmm. Mm. Well, yeah. This this was supposed to be one that was like 
that would turn out with drums. In fact, I did a demo with drums, um, uh, which um, is my edit, so I may as well pop a, a clip of that in here. Uh, hello, Declan from the future. Uh, turns out it wasn't his edit after all. See? See? I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I literally heard silence. You always put these bits in later. I've never done a recurring gag where I pretend to listen to it. That would just be silly and waste everyone's time. I don't like wasting people's time, Roger. So why are you trying to make me do it now? It's disrespectful to our audience who we've worked hard to like, like uh, listen to and to like build up their trust. I would not violate their trust like that. Quite Sorry. Frankly, how, how dare you suggest that I would? Sorry, Declan. Happen again. That's okay. Just <laughs> go and sit on the step and think about what you've done. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't remember what I did. <laughs> Neither do I, quite frankly. So you're off the hook. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> that may as well have not happened. That was so strange. I feel like we just oh. like. What's the What's the date? Oh my god, it's 2023. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> I'd love to go up to a stranger one day and ask them that. What year is it? It's... Do you have a copy of today's paper? Or just like do the Back to the Future thing, uh, like uh, just like run up to like one of your mates and go like, "I'm back from the future, and we gotta go back there. It's your kids, Marty. Something's gotta be done about your kids." <laughs> gigawatts. That's what I'd say. But twenty-one gigawatts. <laughs> I need to watch that film again. That is such a solid film. It just motors along. It's so good. Yeah, pun intended. Yeah, it really does. It. It may. It may be. Actually, no, it's terrible. I was about to say it may be Delorean, but it's not boring. Which is probably going to be the cut. title. <laughs> oh, lordy me! Um, hey, we should answer some questions from our loyal listenership. Oh, what those wankers? Why? <laughs> we 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 don't need to like sate them. We have no respect for our audience at all. This is be a terrible thing to have. Never mind what I said five minutes ago. Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm gonna do these in no particular order, but uh, we got a fair few, so we'll just kind of like power through them. Uh. So right off the bat, top three bands go. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> we should maybe should have uh, pre-planned this a little bit, but I suppose we're here now. Uh, Queen and the Beatles for one and two. Uh, is this specifically bands, or s- can we include solo artists in there as well? I just thought that too. I'm gonna say bands just to make it even more of a challenge on us. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um. <laughs> Hashtag ooh. Uh, quick fire round, you say? I've heard of that. Um, <laughs> you got two. S- sod it, Abba. Let's go with Abba. The Beatles, Queen, Abba. Cool, cool, cool. Mainstream as they come, me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. I'm gonna try and do this quick. The Beatles. Uh, Ween, W E E N, and ooh, um. Looking at my record collection really quickly to see bands that stand out, and all I can see is solo artists. Uh, Carpenters. There we go. Okay, on to the next question. Um, this person's here, anonymous. This message. Um, I can't seem to finish any ideas. Any tips? Te- any tips for not procrastinating? 
deadlines, tight, hard deadlines, and get people to enforce those deadlines. Um, hundred percent. Uh, also, just if you're not feeling like writing, like forcing yourself to write is not necessarily the best idea. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I kind of tie those two points together by saying, have deadlines be like by monday i will have a song and make yourself accountable just like declan just said but then if on tuesday you're like oh fuck i'm so drained of energy then don't write right on wednesday instead and you'll probably be surprised that actually you have a lot more creative energy yeah also just don't feel like you have to write a certain way because you always write like a certain way feel free to like try different things yeah i agree like, if you if you always write ballads one week if you're feeling like you've been listening to a lot of punk rock recently, is write a punk rock song because no one has to know. I totally agree. Um, so the next question here, um, what do you enjoy the most about, this is from uh, my sister, Catherine. What do you enjoy the most about writing lyrics and which song are you most proud of? Uh, my favorite thing about writing lyrics is when they're finished. Um, <laughs> I find lyric writing really stressful. It's my least favorite part of the process, but it's also kind of the thing where, like, if I get it right and I can look at a finished set of lyrics and it doesn't need much or any tweaking, it's just like, yes, that works. I'm so happy that I managed to achieve. Um, it's like a payoff, for... isn't it? Yeah. As for yeah. which song, uh, I'm assuming this is like lyrically proud of. I guess so. Uh, That was my impression of a steam train. Thank you very much. Um, choo choo, choo choo, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> I think Florence Foster Jenkins has to take it for me so a, far lyrically. That's a great one because it's a song that's actually about something, but it's also got subtext. Yeah, I think that is a hallmark of a good song is when it has subtext, and it's like there's various things to read into it, and certain lines have a bit more. Uh, a few more dimensions and stuff like that that's always nice mm. uh for me what do i write enjoy the most about writing lyrics um kind of the same as you really just like when you hit upon a good line almost by accident you go oh my god that really works and my favorite thing about writing lyrics i think is is the serendipity of it which i can't take any credit for is when you look back after writing a song and you go oh my god verse one and chorus two share this kind of analogy which i didn't even intend that's always fun um yeah it's nice you know. when you can pretend you know what you're doing <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah and then pass it off as like intentional later yeah. well the good thing is we've got the ultimate platform self-promoted platform where we can pretend to be really clever and just say that we are geniuses because we are quite frankly <laughs> like uh we are the lennon and mccartney of our day only far less popular and far less successful um which is quite sad. We don't really anyway. like that. <laughs> um, uh, and as for the song I'm most proud of, lyrically, I'm guessing you mean Catherine. You should have been more specific. No, I'm joking. Um, I'd say probably uh, a song of mine called It's the Least I Could Do. I like that one. That's a very good song. It's uh, basically a song about, um, well, heartbreak, really, I guess. It's just about sort of like really liking someone or loving someone and then like a limp paper bag. And then sort of the, the relationship being over and you're laying in bed with them and it's just like 
this is the last time, probably. Um, okay, next question. I'm quickly picking up the tone of the podcast because that got really sad then. Uh, this is from HorrorChick237, and HorrorChick237 writes, How long does it take to get used to or be good at bar chords? Um, I'll go first with this one. For me, I started playing guitar when I was like 12, and I couldn't play bar chords for shit until I was about 14. So two years. Um, depends what you mean by bar chords, because there's like the A minor shape bar chord, and there's the E shape bar chord. Mm. Uh, the E shape bar chord I still cannot do, and I've oh, been really? playing guitar. Yeah, I have to cheat it. I have to put my thumb around the top of the neck, which I find more comfortable. Oh uh, yeah, classical guitar style. Uh, no, just like massive hand style. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> massive hand style. But I I I, I like that because there's a bit more movement you can do within the chord. But bar chords, uh, yeah, it just takes time and using them a lot. Like uh, mm. also what helps is like not using them all the time like seeing if you can get away with playing bits of chords that's, that's a good something point. i've that's something i've realized i do a lot to try and create weird inversions of things just play little bits of chords um, yeah and play lots of them very quickly i'm assuming this is coming from a guitarist potentially a beginning or intermediate guitarist and i would say like just like take it easy on yourself and don't expect yourself to play bar chords all at once because a, it's mentally challenging to be like, oh, where does it, where do these things go? And and B, it's um, physically challenging because your your finger muscles aren't really built up yet when you first start playing guitar. So take some time. Yeah, like get your practice in, but like stop before pain because that's the point of going too far. <laughs> Absolutely. This comes from Noah Med. Uh, Noah writes, I had a question that was too long for the form. Have you found that writing every week has limited you from exploring more structure-ambitious pieces, um, i.e. like March of the Black Queen slash Bohemian Rhapsody slash The Chain, that sort of thing? No, because I don't tend to write those kind of songs anyway. I can see th wh what you're coming from, mm. but <clears throat> like I, I tend to like short, quite hooky, quite concise songs. And I like songs with multiple bits. Like doesn't really, it's it doesn't really enter into my thinking a lot because I get them out in quite short bursts anyway. But I do have sections that just go off into their own thing and sort of disconnected from the main song. Like uh, one that I can think of off the top of my head is like um, uh, "Air in the Sea," the outro to that, where that just keeps going round and round forever on a new set of chords. I would quite like to try something properly with multiple sections, though. That sounds like it could be fun. Maybe we should do that next season or something, make it into a challenge. I mean, I would be terrified to do that. You've done that a couple of times, though. Like, you've got songs that um, like suddenly break off into a few sections. I do, but even those ones are relatively short. Um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely done it. I mean, the thing that I kind of think of with longer, longer compositions, like Bohemian Rhapsody, is that was three songs stuck together. Um, yeah, explicitly that was on an album that they thought was going to be their last, so they thought we'll just chuck anything at the pot and see what sticks. Same thing with the Abbey Road medley, those are just like little bits of songs that they had. Exactly, that's the other example I was going to use, yeah, exactly. So I think that kind of, you know, let's say hypothetically all those little pieces, those components, you could say, were written in a week or two or whatever it is, or even an evening, but then it's later on that you actually establish and put them together. Um I write longer songs with, with Joe for Pea Green Boat. Um, 
but that's a, again a much longer process but then again i don't know to, to answer the question no i i would say for me i don't really i'm not really drawn to longer songs i i really i really like sort of like short little you know bubblegum pop type of things not necessarily that genre but i like them short and sweet i mean i like listening to longer songs and i respect like uh people who can write longer songs who hold the interest but i often find the way they do it is that they are writing just two or three minute songs that happen to link in although a good mm. example of a longer song that goes from multiple genres that isn't quite like that is do you know uh what is it the um oh 10 cc song alcoholic um hmm uh, the Anonymous Alcoholic, that's a great song. It's got multiple sections. That, uh, it's about 551, so it's the same length as Bohemian Rhapsody, but like it's definitely not loads of short songs that are completely separate and smushed together. It's like kind of progressing and developing as it goes on. Oh, that's cool. Does it like return to sections? I haven't heard it. it Does it like return to the chorus or something? It returns to the intro section at the end. That's cool. Yeah, 10cc are good for that. I mean, they have shorter examples of that too, but they're, they're good at sort of like having something that's quite cohesive and long. Um, hope that answers that to some extent. Um, okay, this is another one from Noah Med. He writes, um, Any tips for getting out of musical ruts? I find I fall into the same chords slash rhythms. Uh, Listen to new music. Or yeah. like stop playing for a bit and like let your fingers come back rusty and playing the wrong things <laughs> yeah absolutely i'd say that and also um uh just more practically speaking as well like use alternate tunings try dad gad try open g open e try using capos in various ways and for rhythms if you normally write in say 4/4 four, four, and you're you know strumming the same sort of way slow down a lot speed up a lot uh, or try writing in six eight or three four or something like that, and just you'll probably find that you those limitations force and adapt you to being a bit more creative in ways you haven't been. Also, something I learned when I was in a band that used to play a lot of covers, I had to learn a lot of songs, and I learned quite a few tricks that sort of fired up me writing chords off the back of that. Hmm. So, like, just try learning a few pop songs or like famous songs that you think are well written or that you like like uh mm. you might find something in there to spark your imagination off but essentially like make sure make some sorry excuse me uh make some change like uh if you can absolutely agree uh the next song <laughs> next song um the next question comes from uh harper lauren music and uh harper writes how do you write a hook um my approach to it is you just come up with your chords or your piano chords or guitar chords whatever you do whatever you play on and then start ad-libbing over it start scatting or just kind of like coming up with random words and be be unafraid of what you're singing about it doesn't have to make sense yet and then just kind of like go with the melodies that strike you the most just sing like that for 5 10 15 minutes and eventually hopefully you know it doesn't always happen this way but you'll stumble across something where it's like oh my god that's catchy that's cool and then you record it and then that's your hook like uh for me like pl i just play a lot of guitar and then like, if there's anything that jumps out at me and i remember i see if i can try to remember it um one thing that seems to have worked well for me this season is uh, if i'm on the bus into work uh obviously i can't play my guitar on the bus because there are 
people traveling uh so what i try to do is i try and think of a hook like or like um if i haven't got a guitar with me i try and sing a hook into a phone or something not on the bus um <laughs> but like just thinking about uh it is a, and then trying to find that on a guitar you, sometimes you succeed sometimes you fail but you find a different hook like just see if you can just think of something that sticks in the head that's the big thing like uh if you ca- if you can't remember it or if like it's really struggling to stay in there is it worth having as a hook if that makes sense yeah absolutely that makes me think of that thing that um Lennon and McCartney said well McCartney on the 321 documentary thing that came out with Rick Rubin recently where he was going uh you know John and I didn't have a tape recorder and stuff when we were you know playing out and stuff so we would have to come up with songs we could remember so we weren't right trying to write memorable songs we were just trying to write songs we could remember and so that made them memorable in a roundabout way so I think there's a lot to be said for that mm. um also, I'd say kind of similar to your point on the previous question, Declan, of like, you know, uh, writing in a different style, that sort of thing. I'd say listen to other people's records, like, you know, like really good records, like Beatle records and, you know, just, you know, the artists you like the most, who have the catchiest hooks. And don't necessarily copy them, but just try to like deconstruct them, either like mentally listening to them or try to learn to play them and kind of like see... They're like, oh, right, so when they go to the chorus, their melody goes, like, way up, and they go in the, into their falsetto range, or, like, you know, the rhythm changes and actually becomes more staccato in the chorus, and that's really cool and catchy. Just those little tips and tricks, I think, can help. You can learn so much by reverse engineering. It's insane. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Amy says this one, and this is just, like, an inside joke. She says... How long do you have to ponder the orb to get inspiration for each song? Have you seen this meme, Declan? No, I do. I have not because I'm not one of the cool kids, sadly. Um, memes are kept at a minimum distance of 20 feet from me. <laughs> um, I do have an orb, though. I totally 100% have an orb. Uh, I just get static on mine, so that probably explains quite a lot. Um, what about you, Roger? What about you and your orb? Usually when I ponder my orb, it usually takes about 20 minutes, 10 on a good day. I, I hope this has been a, a good reference for those who <laughs> wanted this reference. Um, so we have a few more here. These are from Jamie Doss, um, who I believe we have an email from later on the show. Uh, this Ooh, next yes, we do. question is, what is your quest? What is your quest, Declan? My quest is to avenge my fallen comrades as I take back the might of the wisdom of... I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but like... Uh... Um, my... In a yeah. more serious note, my quest is to make a comfortable living from music uh, in whatever form that takes. Yeah, I, I think my quest... I've never thought about it in those terms before, but is to make records for the rest of my life and hopefully for each one to be better than the last and to hopefully be signed to some label which will allow people to hear my music on a and I'd like wider money scale and fame and success and a, and a pony and a, a, and a nice dishy boyfriend and 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 chocolate <laughs> and and money and did I mention the pony? <laughs> Nothing says success like a pony. 
Um, okay, the next question from uh, Jamie here is, what non-musical slash art-related things do you both like to do slash partake in? Uh, well, I like to draw a lot. Um, I always have. When I was younger, I used to draw um, all the time, and I kind of like went off it, and I thought, I only do music. Man, I, you know, that's all I do. But uh, recently, particularly since the, the COVID uh, pandemic and the lockdowns and stuff, I've had more time on my hands in the evenings. And a good way to relax, I've just started drawing and I've started getting really into it, drawing and painting. Um, I would also like to start acting as well um, at some point, but that'll be kind of... Behold your amazing time. acting talent! <laughs> How about you, Declan? Um, I would actually quite like to do voice acting. I uh, listen to a lot of radio plays and I think it would be a lot of fun. I did actually study acting at university. Um, as for my hobbies outside of music do i have many i mean i'm a nerd and massive doctor who fan uh and star wars fan i like deconstructing stories mm. like um or like trying to learn more about the mechanics of how they work uh i love me a good video essay um people like uh philosophy tube and Lindsay ellis and uh h bomber guy and things like that um what else do i do I used to do a lot of railway modelling, uh, but I do not do so much of that now because I have no space and no money. Although I am debating like trying to do like a YouTube thing. I used to edit videos as well, which I really like doing, but again, not so much equipment. But I've debated like doing like a like, see if I can get like a four foot square model railway and like document the process of that. But I have no idea who that would be for, if that makes sense. Right, but you know, <laughs> everything the... I must do has a potential audience. Well, the great thing with YouTube is you can kind of, you know, do your thing and you get an audience, you know. Um, and also, I yeah. miss, I misunderstood the question. I thought it was, what other creative things do you enjoy doing? Um, I don't just like drawing and art, drawing and music. Um, uh, yoga, meditation, reading, philosophy, uh, running. I like going to the gym, uh, which I haven't done a lot recently. But yeah, anyway, I just wanted to kind of you haven't seen him in real stuff. life. He's super, super swole, like the most swole. <laughs> what does swole mean? You does... walk it. You walk in and he's like Captain America. Oh, I thought you were calling me like Tubby or something. No, 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 no. Swole is like hunky, like ugh, muscles. I, I see. I get confused with the youth terms. I thought it was like a, a thick boy. It is, but not that kind of thick boy. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Um. Uh. Oh, here's a fun one. <laughs> What's your favorite color, Declan? Uh. Favorite color is blue. I also really like purple and red. I don't think I have a favorite color. Uh I really don't think I have one. Um green? Look at your war look at your wardrobe. Like is there any like particular color that you end up with a lot of? Black. I was going to I just realized that I was about to say like uh I like a lot of blue, red and purple, but then my wardrobe also has a lot of browns and grays in it and not that much purple because sadly you can't find a lot of purple cool purple t-shirts <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i wear a lot of black but it's not necessarily my favorite color i when i was a kid it used to be like you know blue because i was just just a stereotypical little boy but uh i don't know it's funny that's that's the question we struggle the most over god i don't know man <laughs> let's really think well, about this one it's a question you struggle most over i've got oh, yeah. a very like a clear sense of what my uh uh favorite color is uh i suppose that was also kind of a thing when i was a kid like uh 
we had our favorite colors but then once we'd had them decided we had to like know these things because these things would just be uh like color coded into us forever so like uh my sister was always like purples and pinks like i was always blue and my brother was always black so like everything that could be divided up by color was divided up by color along those lines oh that's interesting hmm yeah um i don't think we really had a system like that in my family um I mean, system is too strong a word for it, but like, if there's anything that all three of us would have had and there were multiple colour options, that's what you'd normally aim for. Oh, okay. I, I remember, I, I guess my favourite colour, actually, thinking about it, is sky blue, because um, when I was a teenager, um, I got into Kate Bush, and I remember listening to Symphony in Blue, and she says, uh, spend a lot of my time looking at blue, the colour of my room and my mood. And I didn't know what shade of blue she meant, but I always thought it's sky blue, and so I painted my entire room sky blue. Uh, see, I, I've never been, had the luxury of having my room painted in a colour I wanted it painted. It's always just been beige. Even now in the uh, place that I'm renting, it's beige. I spend Which is why a lot I like having posters. Looking at beige. <laughs> <laughs> looking at a beige wall. <laughs> Uh, so our next question from Mr. Noah, uh, and final question of our Q and A um, is um, is on a scale of I've been looking forward to this, he puts in parentheses Dooku, to I hate you, he puts in parentheses Anakin. How much are you satisfied or dissatisfied with your job? Uh, do you want to go first on this one? <laughs> I hate you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I work retail, and I'm in the middle of Christmas retail, so that should tell you about as much as you need to know. <laughs> uh, uh, that That's about all I have to say on the subject. Uh, for, further, um, <laughs> for further reading, <laughs> check out the episode of this season that had what's the damage on it. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, there's plenty of uh, documented... Obviously, research then. Uh, you know, your feelings are there. Um, I had feelings and I had to art eyes them. So I did. <laughs> I, I think I'm. I've been looking forward to this, Dooku, but not 100%. Um, I edit podcasts for a living. Maybe this is where the fun begins. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, and it's great and I really enjoy it and uh, I get to work from home and it means I can take breaks and make music and it pays, you know, relatively well. But um, I still need just a little bit more than I've got in terms of edits. So um, no, I'm a 90%. I'm pleased. You know, you've got to be grateful for what you got. Mm. So that's me. And that is the end of our Q&A. Thank you all for sending in questions. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. I like answering questions. Let's do another one next week. Despite the fact that between now and the recording date, the week will have passed. And why do we do these things a fortnight in advance other than to make sure that we can have lives? Oh, we're so selfish. Yeah, I know. Who needs a life anyway? Um, yeah, no, that You're was You're beginning fun. to sound like my boss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, shall we wrap up? Oh, no. Shall we email what? up? So this is actually the email where Jamie sent in a few of his questions and he writes, uh, Top of the morning to you guys. I finished listening to episode 124 and everyone had fantastic songs. Love Declan's This Happy Room probably the most. Uh, what is it with that song? 
Um, <laughs> it's been Good. a fantastic season, and I and I just wanted to say that as always, I'm so thankful and love that you both do this. It's often the highlight of my week. Thank you very much. Uh, he also writes to remind us that he um, sent in a song a couple of weeks ago uh, in response to one of Rogers, and we completely forgot to. <laughs> We completely forgot to react to that one because we are the worst people. Uh, We're the waste. So we are the waste. Uh, so let us get that one up now and start listening to it. Uh, it is called Hole in My Mind. Thank you. 
So that was uh, Jamie's song, Hole in My Mind. I like that. I'm getting very uh, Tame Impala, kind of Foles kind of vibes on that. So it reminds me a bit of, um, as well as uh, Mark Ronson, Uptown Special, but the two tracks, like a cross between the tracks on that, Daffodils and In Case of Fire, are getting like that sort of wide, sort of slightly dance-infused, but still with guitar hooks in there. But like this one feels very like you're falling back into it, which is kind of nice. It does, yeah. And it, I think, you know, if I'm reading into, into the lyrics um, correctly and it has that sort of vibe to it, the production really matches that. And I'd be interested to know sort of what um, what influenced the music production-wise, like if there's any specific albums you were listening to or anything like that, which uh, played into that at all. Yeah, like it's, it's often weird how that sort of does actually have an effect, particularly if you're self-producing on the kind of thing that you're uh like putting out like uh for the online covers that we did uh for quite a fair chunk of the year uh like there are some of those i can just go back to and just go like i know exactly what band i was listening to as i was preparing this cover (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um it's kind of like uh you know abba by the way of you know king crimson or something bad example but (laughs) Um, although I would like to hear that, but no, I'm. I, it's like the Carpenters by way of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, sort of microtonal Carpenters. Why do oh birds God. suddenly appear? Every time that I am, the... oh, I can't do microtonal. That that's too big brain for me. Oh, I can't either. I don't even know why I attempted to. Um, I, I I like everything about the track though. Um, I liked it lyrically as well. Uh, one of the reasons that we ha- didn't actually play it immediately um, was because... Uh, we are terrible people and we forget everything. Exactly. And um, and Jamie kind of wrote um, a little bit about sort of the lyrical content and stuff and how it kind of related to my song Behind Enemy Lines. And I wanted to actually get back and sort of like send that as an email rather than um, on the show. But suffice it to say that we're both really big fans of the song. Um, really well done on that one. And you can expect a full detailed email soon. I've said this now in the episode, and it can't be edited out because I'll refer back to it incessantly for the remaining runtime, meaning that Roger has to write you your email, (laughs) and I've now forced him into this task. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) At last, the Jedi are no more. Oh, I thought you were doing like a green goblin. Whatever he's called, um, Doctor Gob Octobe Goblin. Oh. I I don't watch DC I, films. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> now I'm just making you annoyed on purpose. No, I know it's a Marvel universe, man. Spider Man, <laughs> the Joker, the Riddler. I know about all these guys. Yep. I can never quite tell if you're being serious or with that or not. I'm serious. It's like a- Spider-Man, <laughs> Batman, Wonder... The best what, pals. What are they called? Wonder they, Cat? They... Wonder Cat? Wow. Shall we, shall we wrap up? <laughs> Doctor Strange. Yes. Okay. Yes, that is actually one of them. <laughs> yes. So that's it for this episode and for this season of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, particularly if you've just joined us in this season like thank you so much please stick around I swear we are actually competent sometimes Um, 
uh, we shall be back uh, at some point in the new year. We're not entirely sure when, but it will probably be relatively early on. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us uh, before that time, though, why not write a letter in to uh, weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com uh, where you can send us all of your lovely thoughts and some of your not-so-lovely ones either. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> what the hell am I on about? <laughs> Never done that before. First time for everything. No. Ugh. Um... Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and various other places on the internet. Uh, if you just search with your song podcast, I'm sure we'll come up eventually. Um, Roger, uh-huh. is there anything that you would like to share with the listeners, uh, like your music or your socials or details from your personal life or your fir- <laughs> the soul of your firstborn child? Is there anything that you would just like to the listeners to take heed of? Well, if you want to check out The Soul of My Firstborn Child, it's streaming everywhere. <laughs> no. Um, first of all, I want to offer um, you know thanks for listening to the season. As as Declan said, we both really appreciate it, and it's uh, it's awesome that it's awesome that anyone listens at all. But no, it's cool that it's being enjoyed, and hopefully, it's of some value. But as for where you can find my music, my own personal music, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, just search Roger Heather's. I'm also on Instagram at Roger Heathers and uh, pretty much anywhere else on the internet. But those are the big, those are the big three. So uh, yeah, that's me. And how about you, Declan? Where can people find you in the digital sphere? You took my line. How dare you? Um, <laughs> I couldn't think of how else uh, to call it. Internet. Yeah, you're just going to refer to the internet now forever as that digital sphere, even just in casual conversation. Um, you can find me. In in said's digital sphere, Aroid, um, uh, on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, uh, possibly Deezer, maybe Tidal, um, various other places. Search Declan Kitchener. The most recent album is Apathy Will Get You Nowhere. The first EP is The Captive Audience. Uh, I have a Facebook with Declan Kitchener Music, which occasionally I put things on, but not very often. Uh, I also have a YouTube with a load of covers that I may have offhandly mentioned earlier in an attempt to sort of prime you for the mention of it now so that hopefully you'll have remembered that it's been mentioned two times so later on when you're on YouTube, YouTube, uh, again, repeating uh, information here, you'll suddenly have more neurons in your brain firing going, check out his stuff, and then you can be mildly disappointed with what I've actually got up on there. Um, I think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's that's a, that's a season wrap. Bit of yeah, a longer episode, but we've, we've done some different stuff this time. Yeah, thanks again for the questions, everybody. That's awesome. That was a lot of fun. Every week should be a and a Yeah, the weekly question and answer podcast where people stroke our ego. To be fair, that does, that does sound like a really interesting idea if you had a podcast that was just literally about questions yeah. uh, to the uh, hosts and see how much of a bitch picture you could uh, build up about their lives. Yeah, it'd be good if it was just like an Ask Me Anything, like literally just anything you can just well that's kind of the definition isn't it but you go like you know uh when would you like to get married uh not that they'd be proposing you understand just just for uh, completely 100 percent unrelated reasons (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's just like someone's mother isn't it when are you getting married (laughs) (laughs) it's just like uh no, but Auntie Auntie Pat, it's 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 not like that anymore in the twenty first century. But you'd be so much happier if you were in a relationship. Yes. All right, Auntie Pat. 
Bye. Bye, Auntie Pat. That's right, down under the ground, six feet deep. All that soil. Bye. We must keep this secret between us. No one must know what happened to Pat. Pat, Pat, how'd you fancy that? You told me I should be married to a cat. I don't know. Tired. Postman Pat. Postman Pat. Postman Pat was murdered like that. <laughs> like that, just snap Early your fingers. in the morning. He's not um doing more inconvenient work <laughs> at daylight. What a guy. Pat feels he's a really lucky dead man. <laughs> and many more. Uh. We should just never stop the podcast. This should just kind of go on like this. We just sort of... Like, this could go on till like, 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. We just both have, like, sandwiches. Like, what have you got? I mean, you got the thing we bread. have to... Well, I mean, the thing that we have to make sure that we don't do in order... The word we must never say to end the podcast is... Tara. Tara. Wait, what? No, I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs>